This podcast contains adult content suitable for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. I don't kick off like before I'm more relaxed, I'm all formed I ain't a firestorm I played a show in Club Delaney Long, but still they would not pay me They said times are tough I said tough times just about they said it's all misunderstanding and I should not be so demanding in the old days I'd have burned the bastards down. Welcome, traveler, to the morbid forest. Quite the trip. Oh, apologies. I didn't mean to startle you. Oh, this place? The residents here call it the Morbid Forest. And I am your guide, Ranger Harper. Guide for what, you ask? Well, for various things. But in your case, consider me your Sherpa through our trippy woods. Think of me as your guide, as if you were on drugs. So yeah, I, uh, I don't do drugs anymore. I mean, I was never a heavy addict or anything. Never did heroin or meth. Tried crack cocaine once. That was, yeah. Well, I was only sober for eight months when Eddie, an old buddy of mine, introduced me to something called K3. Against my better judgment, I took him up on the offer. You heard of K2, bro? Eddie's eyes were already half-lidded as he stared at me without really seeing me. Spice, yeah, um, synthetic weed. Well, listen, man. I blinked. I glanced to my left, seeing if Todd, our mutual friend, was following the conversation, but he was already staring off into the void. Listen, what? What? You said, well, listen, man, and then you spaced out. Oh, what are we talking about? K3. Oh, right, right. You heard of K2? Yes, I just said that. He leaned in close his eyelids rolling wide with excitement until the white showed. Well, listen, man. This shit is like K2, then some. Hence the name K4. I thought you said it was K3. Okay, ignore him. This isn't synthetic anything, Kev. This is something new. Then why did he call it K4? K3. Then why did he call it K3? He calls it that because the high reminds him of being on Spice or something. But this shit, this shit's like on a whole nother level, man. It has nothing to do with cannabinoids. I shifted my weight on the couch, not satisfied with Todd's answer. 
but decided it was more trouble than it was worth to keep the conversation going. Okay, I trailed off, hesitating with my discomfort as memories surfaced from my last new drug. You remember what happened last year, yeah? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I got you. Listen, I've done this shit four times already. Haven't had a bad trip yet. Man, first trip, I was like, high off my ass, man. Nothing made sense. Second trip, I was like an astronaut, bro. Like, I think I saw the existence outside the universe. Okay, what exists outside the universe? I said I saw it, man. Not that I remembered it, but it was wild. That did sound appealing. Psychedelics tended to agree with my system more. How long does the high last? Depends on the hit. And the quality, of course. He held up a small bag of pills. And you know me, man. I only get the best. At Todd's declaration, Muffin, his dog, started to growl her protest. Muffin! Hey! Knock that shit off, girl. Um, is she okay? She's fine, dude. She's fine, dude. <laughs> is he on this stuff now? <laughs> yeah, man. Drop this shit just before you got here. I knew Todd would be able to explain this shit to you better than I could as a sober bird. <laughs> bird. Thanks, I guess. Thank yourself, you blithering snarch. <laughs> Todd popped a tiny tablet to his mouth with a grin, then placed one on my knee. I stared at it for a moment, and it stared back waiting. Waiting because we both knew what my final decision would be. Fuck it. I dropped the pillow to my mouth and begun my own wait. How you feeling? Me? Fine. How long does it take to kick in? It'll kick in any second now. Just relax. Your mind is about to be shattered. Muffin resumed her growling again. Muffin! Shut up, girl! Come on! You're killing the vibe! Muffin was standing in her crate, teeth bared at us. I don't think she's okay, man. She's fine, she's fine. Ed, you good? I turned my attention to Eddie, whose face was buried in the cushions of the couch. He wasn't laughing anymore. He was shivering. Are we going to get, like, cold or something? Nah. At least last time I didn't. But everyone's hit's different, man. Okay. Ed didn't look like he was having much fun, and I said as much to Todd. Yeah, well, you know how your friends can be, sweetie. I know, Mom. What? I said, I know, Mom. I'm not your mother, son. I'm your pastor. Oh, right. Sorry, Pastor Lewis. Pastor Lewis sat down on the arm of the couch, face full of concern, his wrinkles lined with disappointment. Kevin, I don't need to tell you what you already know. I sighed, the air coming out of my nose like steam from a teacup. I know. I know, Father. Especially after what happened last year. What were you thinking? Thought I could handle it, I guess. I shattered the floor, allowing my eyes to be soothed and mesmerized by the colors dancing and swirling. It's going to be a bad trip, you know. I looked back up at the pastor, his face cracked wide open like an eye. It's going to be a bad trip, you know. I looked at the pastor again, face scrunching like a wad of paper. How do you know that? Todd said it was going to be fun. Todd says that about all of his trips. 
And just because he says it, doesn't mean it's impossible not to have a bad one. Wait a minute. Pastor Lewis doesn't sound like that. Who, Who the, the fuck, fuck is, is Pastor, Pastor Lewis? Lewis? I blinked and Todd was sitting where Pastor Lewis had been. I cleared my throat, but couldn't feel it. My old youth pastor from back in the day. Muffin began barking at the camera. The sound was akin to an alien dog, deafening and all-encompassing. I turned to tell her to knock it off, but her jaw wasn't moving. Whoa. What? Todd was on the ceiling now, crawling above his space on the couch. His head was twisted at a funny angle. <laughs> cool how your door can bark without moving your mouth, but can you sit down? You're weirding me out. Yeah, yeah sorry. sorry. Todd and Pastor Lewis were wearing the same body again. They both began laughing hysterically. <laughs> I'm sitting, man. <laughs> he was indeed sitting. I looked up. Nobody on the ceiling and no indication that anyone had been. He was doubled over with laughter, howling, aching laughs that made him hold in his stomach. Is it that funny? <laughs> it ain't that. The spiders in your ears are singing. <laughs> I smiled. <laughs> oh yeah? <laughs> what are they singing? Todd couldn't stop laughing long enough to respond, but he didn't need to. I could hear it too. Dude, it's the song of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Todd laughed even harder. Man, you spelled it wrong, my dude. What? <laughs> go back, go back. You spelled dwarves wrong. It's, it should be dwarfs, not dwarves. What the fuck is a dwarf? <laughs> I scrolled up. There it was. Dwarves. Huh, that's weird. Todd was still laughing. How am I seeing the words I spoke? I grabbed at the R in Dwarvisa so I could rearrange the word, but the R slapped me, just as Muffin barked again. Bark smack! Just like that. A single bark. Sounded like Satan. I sat back down. Easy there, Dwarvises. I'll spell it right next time. Damn. Make sure you do. Muffin nodded, and one by one, the letters comprising the word Dwarvises headed out the kitchen window. Dude! Todd, the letters are escaping. Stop the letters. Stop the letters. I can't hear you, bro. Said Todd, Pastor Lewis's voice, or Pastor Lewis and Todd's voice. Who were they again? Fuck, whoever it was said, Come downstairs. I am downstairs, I said, before stubbing my toe in his bedroom dresser. I took a step back. I was in his bedroom upstairs. The place was a wreck. That's... Wait, how did I... Come downstairs. Shit, Muffin. I couldn't see her, but somehow I knew she was just standing at the bottom of the stairs, on two legs, with her head upside down. I didn't like when the hiss did that. That's okay, I, I like it up here. I pulled one of his dress drawers out, dumped all his underwear and condoms, and put it on my head for protection. <laughs> no way you're getting me now, you bitch. I sat down on his bed, but his bed teleported to the other end of the room. I hit the floor with a loud thunk. Ah, oh, fuck, that hurt my ass. Go downstairs. Muffin whispered on the air and I screamed, get out of my head. I said, the power of the dresser drawer compels you. Go downstairs. Go downstairs. Go downstairs. Stop it. Stop what? I peered up at Todd from the dresser drawer. Muffin was nowhere to be found. I don't know, man. I blinked again and Todd was gone. 
but hysterical laughter floated to me from downstairs. Holy shit, I, I am not in control right now. I started crawling towards the hallway. Muffin was on the ceiling tracking my movement. Her neck was at the angle again, the one that made my stomach bubble. I shoved the sentence aside. The letters crashed into the wall and melted. I kept crawling, but now my hands were getting stuck inside the carpet's quicksand. Shit, I said, here we go. I made it to the door, but the dresser drawer on my head was too wide. I tossed it to the side, giving up my protection. I peered down the steps. Eddie was up and about again. Good. Maybe he could help wrangle Pastor Lewis, Todd, and the letters. But it looked like he wouldn't be much help. Eddie approached Muffin's kennel, his back hunched, knuckles skimming the floor. Muffin was back in her kennel, howling now, her barks in black and white like a silent film. That's weird. It's going to be a bad trip, you know. You already said that, Pastor Lewis. Why can't I hear Muffin bark? It's going to be a bad trip, you know. Why is it why is there eating Why is there eating it's all the circle, man. It's all the circle, man. It's all the circle, man. Hey, you should drink some water. Todd's arm stretched from the living room. Flapped skin bouncing up the stairs like a reverse slinky. Water glass bopping precariously in his hand. I took it from his extra stretched hand. The appendage snapping back to him automatically. I tried to drink. I tried to drink it down, down, down. But the water slipped into a vortex that opened on the floor. Damn it, man. I lost the water. Where did you have it last, sweetie? Mom sat down next to me, her young face full of concern. If you see it, will you refill my cup with it? I could have sworn I had it. Ah! It's going to be a bad trip, you know. Muffin, stop it. You were already barking an hour ago. I looked down the stairs to find Eddie brandishing Muffin's kennel above his head. Muffin barked in utter panic as Eddie swung the cage around and around above his head. He licked his lips as Muffin began to whine. Slowly, Eddie unhinged his jaw. He couldn't mean to. Ed, stop it! I squeezed my eyes shut against the horror of what was to come. Ed, stop! Why? Put it down, Eddie, and get the static off your face. You're scaring her and I. What? You're static on my face? I don't know, man. Eddie set the kennel on the ground suddenly. Your face is all staticky, like when you turn your TV to a channel you don't own. My face is static. Eddie began pacing, his hands scrolling at the static. I inched down a step. I gotta get it off, man. I gotta get it off, man. <laughs> I gotta get it off, man. I gotta get it off, man. I heard the words but didn't see them coming from Eddie's mouth. They teleported into my mind on a paper plane. And then Eddie blinked out. Shit. The kitchen drawers began rumbling. There he was. It's going to be a bad trip, you know. Shut up, Pastor Lewis. I know that now. Eddie yanked a large kitchen knife from his drawer, his hands soaring back and forth like a violinist. Get off me, static. Get off me, static. It's going to be a bad trip, you know. I turned around to find Pastor Lewis' shadow at the top of the stairs, spaying the events. Come upstairs, said the figure. Didn't sound like Pastor Lewis anymore, but it did sound like static. Almost as if the static had formed itself in the words. Static was edging its way onto Pastor Lewis's voice. 
No, this is Shadow's voice. I can't. I have to save my friend from the static. Come upstairs. Come upstairs. It's gonna be a bad trip, you know. No, it's gonna be a bad trip, you know. No, no, no. It's going to be a bad trip, you know. No, no, no. I was falling, and the stairs no longer beneath. Falling, falling, falling through the endless tunnel. It was darkly hot and blinding. The air smelled like metallic roses. My limbs going numb. Help! Help me! A pit yawned below me. A voice scraping through my eardrums filtered into the hole. It's real, you know. It's all real. This isn't a bad trip, Kevin. What you thought was real was the trip. Time. Space. Those are all illusions. This is what exists behind the veil. This is the nothingness that exists outside the universe. This is the nothingness that awaits you in the end. No! Falling. I was falling. I was... Get him on his feet and down the stairs. And get that thing off his head. Can you hear me? I blinked. The world suddenly quiet. Hey, kid, you okay? I was lying on the grass outside of Eddie's house. An ambulance, concerned neighbors, and police cars all peered down at me. Muffin was cradled and whimpered in a policewoman's arm, her dog kennel resting at the woman's feet. What? What, what happens? Well, you were out here screaming to all hell with a dog kennel, a dresser drawer in your head, and no shoes. I was hoping you'd tell me. I, I think I was saving Muffin. Who's Muffin? The dog? Yeah. Saving her from what? My friend was going to kill her, I, I think. Then he tried to cut his face off because it was all... static. Holy shit. My brain began to clear the fog. Holy shit! Eddie! I started to run toward the house, but the officer grabbed my shoulder. Easy there. We already have officers tending to your friends. But you need to start telling me what happened here. What substances did you and your friends ingest? What happened to, uh, Todd and Eddie? Are they okay? <sighs> no, kid. They're not okay. <sighs> sit tight for a minute. Let me get you a blanket and some water. Then we can sit down and go over what the hell happened here. As I later found out, Eddie did succeed in getting the static off his face, along with the rest of his face. Todd found himself a permanent member of one of the local psychiatric hospitals. Muffin was taken to a shelter, but I heard she was adopted by a good family, so at least there's that. As for myself, I was told the effects might never wear off. At least Pastor Lewis has hit out me, even if there is static on his face. This has been a Morbid Forest production. On this week's episode, you've heard Drugs, written by Sean Moreau, with narration by Sean Moreau, Matthew Trevino, Kyle Bone, Ron Hyatt, and Naomi Richards. As you may have noticed, we switched up our theme music for this season. The amazing Danny Schmidt has kindly allowed us to use his awesome song, Firestorm. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for all of his social media, as well as where you can find all his other amazing music. Thank you, Danny. Our theme music this season is Firestorm by Danny Schmidt. We are back. (laughs) I hope you missed us, travelers, because we definitely missed you. We are so excited to start this season 
and we can't wait to show you what we have in store for you. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Morbid Forest. You can also send us a little love note through our Gmail at themorbidforest at gmail.com. We also have a great new website where you can listen to our show for free if you don't have any streaming platforms readily available to you. We'll also be posting fun blogs on there, as well as just info about the show in general and the voice actors that you hear week to week. That website is morbidforest.wixsite.com slash mf21. And that's Wix spelled W-I-X. I'll leave all of this info down in the show notes per usual. And we'll see you next week, travelers, on The Morbid Forest.